USA Wealth Group Inc. presents Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance and Pete Lance are your hosts for the next hour, talking retirement topics and having the retirement conversation for those at or nearing retirement. For more than 20 years, USA Wealth Group has been committed to helping families protect and grow their wealth. The conversation starts now. Welcome to Money Wise Radio. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Money Wise. Money Wise is brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. We're always happy to be with you. We're happy to introduce some new ideas for you, perhaps answer some questions. And one of the most pleasing things that we're able to do for people is to help them with life insurance needs. We've got some amazing success stories of people who have taken the trouble to acquire life insurance, and it has made a huge difference for their family when somebody passes away, and it happens unexpectedly sometimes. Our show today is to talk about life insurance. It's a lot more complicated than what you might think, but we're going to hope to answer some questions for you today. So I'd like to start by introducing a brand new convert to speaking on the radio. So my name is Ray Lance, and I'd like to introduce Ronita Lewis. So good morning, Ronita. Good morning, Ronnie, as we like to call you. Thank you for being with us. Good morning. Thank you for having me on the show. So, Ronnie, you also have insurance licenses, don't you? Yes. So everybody who works uh, actually producing life insurance in our office must have uh, insurance training and an insurance license. And speaking of that, the next person on our radio show this morning is my cohort, my partner, my son. Say good morning to Pete Lance. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. And thank you for being here because you've got life insurance on your life, don't you, Pete? I do. Uh, I think it's absolutely necessary, especially for anyone wanting to protect their loved ones and especially for anyone who has children. Right. And you have three children. They're getting older. We're not going to call them children uh, in some cases for a whole lot uh, number of years, but uh, it's critically important. Who pays off the mortgage? If you have a mortgage on your house and you've got two breadwinners and you're contributing equally to paying the mortgage, what happens if one of the income earners should die? How does the mortgage get paid off? Well, it might not. It might mean that somebody has to sell a house. Right, Pete? Yeah, and you know, you talked about at the very beginning of the show some triumphs that we've seen and had um, helping people with life insurance. Um, I guess triumph may not be the right word because somebody obviously had to have passed in order for that good thing to happen to the beneficiaries, but we've seen some real negative things and and heard some real horror stories also about people passing um and you know in most cases it's unexpected and their loved ones are left with not only the grieving process and trying to figure things out but also sometimes in a real bind and not even able to afford paying for a funeral and burial well the primary thing is that life is hazard and we don't always know when we're going to die or the circumstances, and probably that's a good thing. I'm not sure that most people would want to know when they're going to die. But you should live your life so that you can always make sure you take care of your family, your spouse, your children, your relatives, your charity. Uh, there are many, many reasons. We've got a ton of materials today, don't we, Ronnie? Yes, we do. We've got stuff to talk about. We've got handouts we can describe, for example, we have a brochure called Getting the Most Out of Your Life Insurance, uh, the Irrevocable Life Insurance Trust. We've got a handout called Purchasing Life Insurance with Qualified Funds, What You Need to Know. So we also have a couple of publications called Creating a Blueprint That's Just for You and Evaluating Your Blueprint for Life, The Importance of a Policy Review. So what that means very simply is if you have an existing life insurance policy, when is the last time you reviewed it? Do you know who your beneficiaries are? Do you need to change your beneficiaries? Do you have a lot of unusual amount of cash built up in a whole life policy or an indexed policy? 
and maybe you need to borrow that money out, which you can do tax-free. Listen, lot, lots the, of details. The, the whole topic of life insurance generally evokes, you know, two different things. I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to think about my own mortality, or it's boring, and I don't want to talk about it because it's boring. Um, it's actually a very useful thing, not only for your loved ones, and you're doing such a great thing by getting life insurance on your on your life for your loved ones but it also can be used as a very important financial tool for your retirement so it's not all just you know um, cut and dry it's really a very important thing to do for your family but again there's some very different types of life insurance that can be very useful for your own retirement and for your retirement planning so let's drill down to some facts and some statistics and so forth I'd like to give you my first quotation for this morning. Uh, Ronita, have you uh, ever heard the name Susie Orman before? I have. Yeah. She's a TV commentator, and she's on public television a lot, as a matter of fact, talking about financial topics. And she once said, Susie Orman, if a child, a spouse, a life partner, or a parent depends on you and your income, you need life insurance. And boy, isn't that true. We've seen cases where people have done it correctly and when people have not done it correctly. Yeah, and um, I, I do mention this several times a year on the radio. I have people reach out to me, I would say at least every other month, asking if it's too late to get life insurance on you know, their loved one, their, their father, their spouse, whoever. I will get a Facebook message, a text, an email, a phone call, whatever, uh, you know, gee, dad just got a cancer diagnosis. Can we get life insurance? Well, probably not, depending on the type of cancer. But right. um, it's really a question of you just need to plan ahead. And, and, you know, for a funeral burial policy, you're talking very little money. For term insurance, which we'll get into all the different types of insurance, you're talking usually very little money. And it's just such a, a good thing to do and get, and get in place. I will tell you that we have had some success stories with getting some people life insurance who really struggled getting it elsewhere, including uh, a woman who uh, had a heart attack. She was young and healthy, but she just had an anomaly and had a heart attack. We were able to get her life insurance. Mm -hmm. People who have had cancer in the past, we have been able to get them life insurance. But I guess one of the most important messages, Pete, would be get life insurance while you're still able to get life insurance and don't put it off too long. And the younger you are, the less expensive it is to get it. Let me give you some uh, important facts. At least three in four American adults have some kind of life insurance. And by the way, this is from a very recent Forbes magazine uh, report on insurance. Women are twice as likely to, as men to lack or not have life insurance. So more men are insured than women are insured. And yet, if you have a husband and wife, for example, and the wife should pass away and it's a two-income family, how do you replace the income? Yep. So life insurance is very important for lots of reasons. So when you apply for life insurance, insurance companies look at a lot of things before they give you an actual quotation. Um, One-third of people don't know that your driver's record is considered when they do a background check on you. Not always, though. That's you know usually a, a, a more expensive um, life insurance policy. Uh, a lot of life insurance can be obtained very easily with very little um, background information, mm -hmm. um, and in some cases, not even a full medical history. They may just want to draw blood and do a blood pressure test, and that's about it. Depends on the amount, your age, and everything else. If you're Older, you know, if you're 65, 70, and you're looking to get a million dollar whole life policy, they're going to go into a lot more detail, yes. Well, there's lots of things that go into applying for life insurance. Uh, we're here to help you. You can give us a call anytime at 508 998 8858. We'd be happy to make an appointment and sit down and meet with you and evaluate what is your insurance need. So, today, what we want to talk about primarily is different types of policies. Um, if you had COVID, does it impact getting life insurance? Probably not. What's the best age for life insurance? What is the Medical Insurance Bureau, the MIB? 
It's a standardized form of reporting medical histories in this country. We're going to talk about that. One of the uh, uh, things that you were just talking about with that Forbes uh, survey mm-hmm. is 60% of people who responded who use marijuana said that they um, were hesitant to even think about life insurance because they thought that you know they would have to disclose that and that they might get denied. A um, couple of things. First of all, I mention this often also, we are independent agents, independent advisors. That means that we have access to a lot of companies. We're not captive agents. We can write with many different companies. So we can find the right life insurance product for you and everybody's different. So one company might be better for you than for somebody else. Uh, Might be less money for you with one company and we can absolutely get you approved if you use marijuana. Well, actually, one of the things we're gonna talk about a little later in the program is I've got a list of the 10 best companies for life insurance for different reasons. And on that list is the best company to use if you are a marijuana user, believe it or not. So don't think that that's something that would exclude you. But we're also gonna be talking about using life insurance to pay off a mortgage. Uh, What if you have a small business? Maybe you use it for funding a buy-sell agreement. What happens if you're in business and your partner dies and you have to pay off his heirs to buy out his interest in the business? Well, if you had a funded buy-sell agreement, funded with life insurance, you have a means to do that. That's absolutely imperative if you have a buy-sell agreement is to have life insurance on each other. Um, Bottom line, and then we're gonna take a quick break, is do something if you don't have life insurance. Um, So many Americans don't have life insurance and those that do usually don't have enough for what they really need. Um, If you have been hesitant because you're worried about your own mortality, you know, I promise you that you'll feel better for having it, getting it done. And if you have any health issues or if you're a smoker, we can still get you approved. It just might be, you know, a slightly higher rate. And by the way, um, if your spouse suddenly says to you, I think I'd like to take out a larger life insurance policy on you, why don't you make an appointment and come in and talk to us, Ronnie? Don't you think so? And we can help evaluate whether you need that larger life insurance policy or not. Everybody in the room is smiling right now. You might now. want to ask Absolutely. how the marriage has been going. Yeah, <laughs> how, how's your marriage going? Any problems? But there's so many reasons to buy life insurance. So as Peter said, stay tuned. We're going to come right back after a very short break. Listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys, hosted by Ray Lance and Pete Lance. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508 998 8858. That's 508 998 8858 for a consultation or a second opinion on your current retirement plan. 508 998 8858. And now, back to Money Wise with the money guys. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Money Wise. Our favorite topic this morning is life insurance. It's been about a year since we've talked about life insurance on the radio show. It's critically important. So Ronita, let me ask you a question. Do you have life insurance on your life? Yes, I do. And you have a young daughter, so that's important, isn't it? Absolutely. And I have life insurance on my life. I've always had life insurance on my life. My wife, attorney Tenny Lance, has life insurance on her life. And, you know, if you have a mortgage on your house, for example, maybe you want to have life insurance so that if one person should die, there's enough money to pay off the mortgage and you don't have to worry about having the other income. Exactly, and it, it's something that when we sit down with somebody, we do a full budget, a full income plan, but we also look at what kind of debt you have, including you know how much of a mortgage you have left to pay. And that's absolutely something that we recommend is to have enough money to cover uh, paying off the mortgage, paying off any other debt, Uh, and also at least six months of your income should something happen to you. Um, There used to be a reducing 
um, premium uh, insurance uh, for mortgage. It was, you know, literally if you had a $200,000 mortgage, you'd start out with a $200,000 life insurance policy at X amount per month or per year. And by the way, that's another really important thing is you can pay your life insurance monthly, quarterly, um, semi-annually, annually, this many, or even all at once. All at once, even. Um, but uh, single premium life insurance. Yeah, you write a check for X number of dollars, and you have a fully paid-up policy. Yep. Um, with uh, well, we'll get, we'll get into more details of that, but um, there's reasons for that and reasons not to do that. We usually recommend at least, you know, like an eight-year um, policy premium for reasons that probably don't interest most of you listening right now. But I digress, and just going back, um, I actually lost. Subject. Oh, oh! Uh, they no longer have that life insurance. They're reducing uh, mortgage premium insurance. Well, it's not only that, but banks typically don't sell credit life insurance anymore. Um, or if you buy a car, it used to be every time you bought a car, they would ask you if you wanted to take out a credit life insurance policy so that if you passed away, the car loan would get paid off. I'm not sure whether they do that much anymore. Right. No, I'm not. I haven't heard of that in a long time. But the so, old so life insurance used to reduce the benefit as the years went on and the mortgage went down, and the premiums would also reduce. But in any event, we do absolutely recommend regular uh, life insurance for people with a mortgage. So in 2020, it was estimated that more than half of all Americans were covered by some kind of life insurance. So a lot of people think of life insurance as a useful tool to protect their family, their loved ones. And the question is not really, do I need life insurance, but do I need life insurance for my retirement? And unfortunately, uh, it, you know, it's good that more than half of all Americans have some type of life insurance, but that is very vague, some type of life insurance. A lot of those people have life insurance through their place of employment and they don't really realize that it might be just like a $5,000 policy and not going to do much of anything for you. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting, uh, Peter, that over the years, I can't tell you how many people I've seen that have a large life insurance policy at work. Sometimes it's equal to their annual salary. Sometimes it's equal to one and a half times. And I've met people before making significant salaries. They have this company-paid life insurance, but then they don't have anything else or private life insurance. So even if you have company-paid life insurance, let us help you do an analysis to see if it's going to be enough. I had one gentleman, for example, that uh, had a quarter of a million dollar annual salary. He had life insurance from the company equal to that. And I said, what happens if you leave the company? You don't have any further insurance. What happens if you become uninsurable? Then you should take out more insurance. And his wife was not working. And I said, how do you replace that kind of income if something happens to you? I did calculations and told him he needed a multiple of the insurance he got at work, and we actually put in place a much larger life insurance policy. I said, your wife has got young children. She's not necessarily going to be able to go out and get a job and replace your salary. So if you've got life insurance, the mortgage can get paid off, any credit cards and debts can get paid off, yeah, this and the family can continue. This is going back 10 years, but there was a, a executive of a major corporation in the area worth a small fortune with a, a multi-million dollar house probably on the water in Plymouth, and I believe two young children, no life insurance, none. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it's amazing. It's, it's really mind-blowing when you, 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 you know, think about these things and, and how people can be doing so well in their lives but don't have life insurance. Well, I'm, I'm glad that everybody at this table today, including you, Ronnie, and you, Pete, and, and me, all have life insurance. So what are some key questions that you listening um, at home should ask yourself to try to determine if you still need life insurance during your retirement years? There could be some benefits to keeping your life insurance um, during retirement, or it might actually make sense to make some adjustments and use some different tools. Um, either way, it's always a really good idea to get some guidance from people like you, Dad, and, and myself to mm-hmm. really uh, put a good plan into place. Well, I guess one of the first things would be, Ronnie, that if you have debt, if you have credit cards, if you have a mortgage, um, you don't want to leave your family with the obligation to have to pay those things off. So I guess if you have debt, that's one of the most important reasons to have life insurance, wouldn't it? Yes, absolutely. 
and, and it's a little bit of an older report. It's five years old, but a 2018 report showed that 46% of homeowners over the age of 65 or older still carry a mortgage. Yep, I do. And I'm over 65, but I have my mortgage on a 15-year payout basis, so it'll get paid off faster. And a third of people over age 70. So that's still a lot of people who are at least in retirement years who have a mortgage. And so, again, if you're retired and your income is less and maybe you've got a couple of Social Security checks coming in, what happens when one spouse dies or one person dies? You lose one of the checks, right? Yep. And so how do you cover the mortgage? Another good reason for having life insurance. Another thing to think about is, and here's another study, that um, over the past five years, student loan debt held by senior citizens has increased by 71.5%. So there's a lot more people who have student loan debt, and sometimes that debt can be substantial. That's a debt that you need to consider as well. It will need to be paid off. So what are some of the other reasons, uh, Ronnie, that people might want to have insurance? Well, with life insurance, you can also make sure that your beneficiaries receive a tax-free death benefit when you die. Okay. And if you have a sizable policy, you don't have to worry about saving every extra dime for your loved ones to receive later. You can use your money to cover your living expenses and still have something to leave to your beneficiaries. Yep, and that brings up a good point, too, because life insurance is not taxable as income to anybody. So if you have a life insurance policy, you die and your beneficiary collects money, it's like a gift to them. It's not taxable income to them. A lot it of people don't know that. It is taxable to the estate, though. So taxable for estate we'll, tax purposes. Yep, good point on that, Pete. We will get into details about, you know, not for everybody, but some people could use an irrevocable life insurance trust to get that uh, out of the estate tax. So a couple of quick reminders. One of the things that we can do for you here, um, everybody on the radio right now has a proper life insurance policy. We have to do periodic upgrades and continuing education to keep our licenses current. So we've got a lot of experience in this office. If you'd like to have your policy analyzed or if you'd like to ask the question. That's the next topic I was just going to get into is how much insurance do I need? We can do that for you. We can evaluate that for you. Well, I was going to say if you already have a current policy, what is your current coverage? Um, if you already have a permanent policy, um, you know there there may be something that we can do or recommend. Uh, we've done this a lot, where somebody has an older policy, it's built up cash value inside of the policy, and we can convert that into a new life insurance policy. Um, sometimes a paid-up policy, depending on the amount of cash value. Uh, sometimes, and, and I mean, we would only do it and recommend it if it had a benefit to you, of course. Um, but often we can do either a paid-up policy, sometimes maybe a smaller paid-up policy, or the premiums are smaller. Um, it doesn't make sense to you listening at home maybe, but people are living longer, and so life insurance has become more cost-effective. So an older policy uh, might be able to be converted to a lower premium policy with the same benefit. So we've done that a number of times, haven't we, Pete? when you can take an old policy with cash value and people continue to pay their premiums year after year and it eats into your budget because you're paying the premium. Uh, I've had several cases in which we've doubled the death benefit value with no more premiums to pay just by being able to analyze somebody's policy and saying, you're still insurable, you're still young enough, we're gonna get you some additional quotations. And sh people are living longer now and because they're living longer, that means insurance is actually cheaper. Yep, so if you have a policy that you did 10 or even 20 years ago, you might still be able to convert it and have a better benefit or lower premium. Um, shame on us because we're already coming to the end of the second segment, almost halfway through the show, and we haven't even gotten into the main topic about the different types of life insurance. Um, there's you know term, whole life, um, index universal life, variable universal life, all kinds of different policies that we can get into. Um, which we will at the beginning of the next segment. But there's also a lot of what's called riders that you can add to um, life insurance policies. Some of them offer an accelerated death benefit that allows you to access some of the policy proceeds when certain things happen, like a terminal illness, uh, nursing home care, etc. cetera. Um, 
There's also policy loans that you can take out, which may benefit you for uh, in time of need or possibly benefiting you in retirement. We're going to get into all that um, over the second part of the show. And by the way, don't ever, here's a quick tip, don't ever cancel a life insurance policy because you're thinking of getting a new one. Get the new one in place first before you cancel the old one, because what if something pops up and you're no longer insurable? So we can talk to you about a lot of those things. I wonder how many people listening to the show today, um, Ronnie and Pete, have a policy and they haven't even looked at it for years. They don't know who the beneficiaries are, whether that's changed. So give us a call at 508-998-8858. Make an appointment. We'll sit down and help you evaluate it. And we'll have you take some of these brochures that we've got. So um, stay tuned. We will be right back after a short break. This is Money Wise Radio with Ray and Pete Lance, powered by the USA Wealth Group. Collectively, more than 80 years of experience helping clients define and plan for their retirement goals. To begin a retirement consultation, call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Money Wise this morning. You're with Ray Lance and Pete Lance and Ronita Lewis. So welcome back, my co-host for this show. Let's talk for a little bit about the different types of life insurance policies because there really are a lot of them, aren't there, Ronnie? There are. Um, so you have term life insurance, whole life insurance. There are different types of life insurance that are more specific, like burial insurance, mortgage life insurance or credit life insurance, which you mentioned earlier in the show. Yep. And so let's dive into that a little bit. So Pete, tell us what term insurance is. Term is essentially the lowest uh, cost life insurance that you can get. Um, It's usually 10 year term or 20 year term. So the term is is the amount of years that it will be covered. You will be covered. Um, And that's just it is that it's for a term so once that term expires the policy expires and if it doesn't pay out um then wonderful you're still alive but you also don't have any kind of cash value built up so Uh, once in a while though pete a term policy will say you can continue it for the rest of your life if you want to or until age 100 but then when you look at the fine print the premium is going to change. Correct. So if you were paying, say, $1,500 a year for a term life insurance policy, and let's just say it was a half a million dollar policy, term policy, and it cost you $1,500 a year as an example, and at the end of the term you say, well, I'd like to continue this because I'm not sure about my health or I've now got some health issues, generally you might be able to continue that but instead of being $1,500 a year, you're probably going to be looking at fifteen dollars to $20,000 a year to continue it. And maybe not quite that much, but quite a bit more. You're talking probably like ten grand, you know, from $1,500. You know, everybody's different. Every policy is different. But yes, exactly. And what I like to say is there are some advisors who will say, I'm going to sell you this uh, term policy that's guaranteed renewable. Well, that's really, you know, not very accurate and not a nice way to disclose something to somebody or describe something to somebody because yeah it might be guaranteed renewable but at what cost well let me tell you about an actual case i had a gentleman who had uh, a couple of term policies and they were very substantial it was a little bit under six hundred thousand dollars total and he only had a year to go on the policies and he developed a terminal illness and when it came down to the end of the term, he was still living, but the premium literally was going up to, I think it was $15,000 a year on each of his two policies. It was $30,000. You know what I told him? Pay it. I said, pay that premium. And he did. And he continued the insurance in place. He didn't have to get further evidence of insurability. He could just continue it. And guess what? Within the year, he died. 
and his family collected all the insurance. So it's not a simple question of, I can't afford this. Sometimes maybe you can't afford not to continue it. So I gave proper advice. And this is, this is why we say review your policies. You've got to review them once in a while. Does it make sense? And um, don't be so quick to say, you know, we need cash. We're going to just cancel our policy because it has cash value in it and I need the money. Did you know that you can borrow the money instead? So in most cases, you can borrow the money and there'll be a death benefit larger than the amount of cash that you're taking out. So you don't want to be real quick to cancel a policy, at least not without having the policy reviewed and get some information. Yeah, and you don't ever have to pay the money back that you borrow from the cash value of a life insurance policy. It will just reduce the death benefit. So, Ronnie, as you were saying, there's also whole life insurance. Whole life insurance tends to be the most expensive insurance that there is. But usually you might pay it for maybe a 20-year term, 20-year period, I should use that word. And at the end of that 20-year period, it's paid up in full, and you don't have to make any more premium payments. And then the cash value will continue to build and build on itself. And the policy will stay in force, or sometimes it'll buy additional paid-up life insurance. Right, and that's an important thing to consider as well. For whole life, which is a, you know a better life insurance policy than term, but it's good to have anything. Um, if you have young ones at home, it might make sense for you to go the cheaper route and just get a term policy to protect them for 20 years, and at least until they're on their, their own legs. Um, whether they go to college or not. But it's important when we meet with you to discuss your individual needs. And you said, Dad, it, it might make sense to do a 20-year um, policy when paying for a whole life policy. Yes, usually what I like to do, and I'll quote different um, ways and I'll show everybody, um, all the clients that sit in front of me, different options. Um, what I like to do is try to get the life insurance paid off paid in full by the time you are retired because generally your income is going to be less when you're retired. But there are different types of life insurance you can do up to payable up to age 90, payable for life, payable to 100. Um, so it, that makes the policy less expensive, but then you're continuing to pay until you know 90, 95, 100, or who knows. So I want to talk about the types of life insurance a little bit more. So whole life is considered to be permanent insurance. Um, as long as you pay the premiums, it's not going to be canceled or surrendered. And Ronnie, are, are there other kinds of permanent insurance? Yes, you would have universal life that would be a permanent type. Um, there's also variable life, burial life, and survivorship life. Okay, and today with the universal life, we deal a lot with what's called uh, universal indexed life insurance or indexed universal life insurance. And the return that is earned in building cash value depends upon the performance of some kind of an index like the S&P 500 index. If the index goes up, the value of the cash value in the policy goes up. Right, so the death benefit and the premiums are flexible and, and can and will change. So the importance of that really is that if you have a permanent policy like an index universal life policy, it's building cash value. And the indexing feature means that you may have a potential to really look at this as a kind of an investment. And then when you go to retire, you can borrow out the cash value and use that to help support you in retirement. So it can be another form of investment and you should look at it that way as well. And today there's one thing that's not on my little list of things that I wanna talk about, and that is life insurance that has living benefits attached to it. You know what that is, Pete? Living benefits, I mean, there's all kinds of different, right? Like I spoke about riders right. uh, the second um, segment. Living benefits could be all kinds of things. You could talk about an accelerated death benefit. Um, so one thing that we don't generally recommend anymore is long-term care insurance. Um, it's just become too cost prohibitive for most people, but there is um, there are riders, I should say, that you can include with many life insurance policies, whole life policies, 
that can include a living benefit that can assist to pay for um, nursing home care, sort of like a long-term care insurance policy would. Um, and what it does is it reduces the death benefit of the life insurance policy, but it does help to pay for long-term care, essentially. Okay, so the living benefit in that instance would mean that, yep, you've got this death benefit. Let's say it's a $100,000 life insurance policy on your death, but you need money to pay for nursing home care, as you were just discussing. And so you, you start to really extract the death benefit to use it to pay for long-term care in a nursing home maybe even in an assisted living facility. So it can be a source of funding long-term care. What it also means then is you're taking away the death benefit, so when you die, you no longer have as much death benefit because you've been using it while you live as a living benefit. A gentleman named Albert Hubbard once said, do not take life too seriously. You will never get out of it alive. So you don't like that one. All right. (laughs) Well, how about Bob Saget? He died early, didn't he? It's funny. I'm so used to you doing all these quotes every show and just realizing that we're only on our second quote of the entire show. That's because you're talking so much. We're all talking so much. We've got a lot to talk about today. So Bob Saget once said, I never expected to live this long. The thing is, we don't know how long we're going to live. We don't know when we're going to die, and that's good news. He was one of those sudden ones that really took everybody by surprise. He was a, a good guy. But hap- it happens. Life is full of surprise. You, you think, you know, I'm young. I don't need life insurance right now. I've got other things to spend my money on. And then whammo, something happens unexpectedly, and the family is unprotected. We all have seen too many cases like that, haven't we? We have, and it's very sad. Again, I know I sound like a broken record, and for those of you listening, you at least know what that phrase is. I, once in a while, I, I've been coaching baseball for going on my 14th season, and sometimes I'll tell the kids the same thing over and over again. I say, listen, I know I sound like a broken record, and they're like, what? <laughs> but They don't know what records are. Well, it's they're becoming more popular again, but um, yeah, it's an old phrase. But listen, do something. It's been far too often in my 18-year career as a financial advisor seeing people going through the grief of losing a loved one without also having to worry about how to pay for your own burial um, your own funeral. Never mind. Now they're struggling, and they now need to sell the house and go and rent an apartment. I've seen it. I've seen it a lot. I've seen it too much. Do something to protect your loved ones. What's the best age to buy life insurance? Anybody know? Any age, but any age is the answer. Is the correct answer? I've actually done life insurance for somebody who is ninety years old. Well, again, we can get people approved uh, because we have so many different companies that we can work with. We can quote you across the board and find the best policy, the best company, the best price uh, for your individual needs, whether you're a smoker, whether you're overweight, whether you have a family medical history, whether you like to skydive every weekend, whatever it is, we can, we can get you insured most likely unless there's something really serious going on. So when we come back, we're going to be talking about the life insurance process. What kind of questions do you have to answer? What happens if you had COVID? It's not really necessarily going to impact your ability to get life insurance. And we're going to be talking about different ways to own life insurance. And it doesn't have to be necessarily in just your individual name. So stay tuned. We will be right back. Money Wise is in many places. If you missed a minute of the show or want to listen to past episodes of Money Wise, go online to usawealthgroup.com and click on the radio page. That's usawealthgroup.com. This is Money Wise Radio. back ladies and gentlemen this is our last segment of our show this morning on life insurance and my name is ray lance and with me this morning is ranita lewis and pete lance we are all licensed for insurance we're happy to take the time to review your policies and determine if you have enough life insurance we should talk about that question a little bit in our last segment 
how much life insurance should you have? Do you know you can actually calculate how much life insurance you need? I mentioned it briefly, but what I like to tell people, and I think you would probably have the same thought process, Dad, is whatever debt you have plus a minimum of six months of your income. Well, I think you also say, do you have dependents? If you have dependents, how much annual income would your dependents need if you were not here and producing your income? Um, that's a good way to start. And how long would your dependents need financial support? The number of years. I can't stress that enough. You know, what a gift you're giving to your loved ones if you do something like this. Think about this. You're gone suddenly. It's awful and tragic enough. They're grieving. They're mourning your loss. They're scrambling to plan a funeral. And again, they're just grieving. And grieving is, you know, a different process for everybody. Some people, it's really difficult for a few weeks and then they slowly start to move on. Some people, and we've seen it here with our own clients, have been struggling for years because of a loss of a spouse. If you have life insurance in place and you can have some plan in place where your loved ones call up the funeral parlor and they say, nope, Bob took care of everything, um, all of his wishes are outlined and it's all paid for, and your financial advisor, we give you a call and say, we're so terribly sorry to hear about his passing. We're going to get the paperwork going right away, and within a week, you're going to get a check to pay off all of your debt, including your mortgage. How fantastic is that to be able to do that as a gift to your loved ones? Well, we have some actual calculators that we can help you calculate. There's no one-size answer fits all. You can also manually calculate how much life insurance you might need. Um, so what's one option, for example? Take your annual income and what? Multiply it by 10. Okay. Figure that you're going to need to have that source of income for a number of years. If you make $100,000 a year, maybe you need to have a million-dollar life insurance policy. If that sounds like a lot of money, it's not necessarily. We can show you different kinds of life insurance. Maybe you need to have life insurance to cover you or your family for a 10-year period because your youngest child is 10 years of age. You want to make sure that everybody has enough coverage until age 20. You need a 10-year policy. Yeah, and I used to like to say that you know you should make sure that you can um, have enough so you can cover your children until they are out of college should something happen to you. Well, there's sort of been a, a change in people's thinking these days, and a lot less people are choosing to go to college and instead choosing to go to uh, take up a trade. So, so let me just ask Ronnie a couple of quick questions. Um, we talked about multiply your annual income by 10. You could even do it more than 10, couldn't you? That's correct if you believe that, you know. Yeah. Or you could say maybe multiply it by 10 and add some additional money for college to help pay for college. Um, maybe you want to just cover, you know, expenses and living costs and debts and mortgages. So your daughter, if she decides not to go to college, maybe she wants to go and become a plumber. Maybe she decides to go to vocational school and wants to do that. You can go and help to buy her a van and, you know, all of her plumbing equipment or, you know, open up a hair salon and she can open up a, and, and have the money to, to have a long-term lease or buy a, a property. So there's so many different reasons, regardless of whether your children or grandchildren are going to go to college or not. So, but, but the important thing is don't put it off. Take some action. Say, you know what? I hadn't really thought about some of these things before but I don't have enough life insurance or I don't have any life insurance. And what happens to my family? Um, does it mean my wife has to bring in another person to live with her to help pay for the mortgage? Maybe you don't want that. There's um, an article here, um, doesn't say where it's from, but it says best life insurance companies of 2023. And uh, a Forbes, um, Randy, our producer just whispered, there, a lot of the companies on this list are companies that we write business with. Uh, so again, really encourage you if you are thinking about getting life insurance, don't go online and get a quote. You're not going to get the same service. You're not going to get the policy that necessarily best suits your individual needs. So how do we get a quote for somebody, Pete? Give us a call and we'll quote you again with multiple companies. We're, we're independent agents. We can work with a ton of companies instead of just one company, which is better for all of our clients. And we do that through our wholesaler. We send in information, don't we, Ronnie? You've seen that before. You've done those. Yes. Where we put down the person's name, their date of birth, what's their height, what's their weight, what medications are they taking? All those factor into 
um, what the premium yeah. might be for the yeah. policy. By the way, one other thing that you know, some agents I've seen it happen. It's shameful if they go to quote somebody, they'll quote them as if they are not, you know, thirty pounds overweight and are not a smoker. They'll they'll quote them as, you know, premium preferred plus, and that basically means that you have to have like, you know, five percent body fat and like a triathlete. And then the people go through the process, which we'll get into again, what questions um, people want to know about the life insurance process. This, it, this list is kind of fun, though, isn't it, Pete? Yeah, it is. But they'll, they'll get a quote for somebody that is not accurate. And by the time the people have gone through the whole process, the agent then says, well, the underwriters came back and the price is now this amount. Yep. And it's more. That's awful. That's a bad business practice. I would never do that. I do the opposite. I quote people at a premium um, expected um, that is, you know, less or, or the premium more than expected. So that way, if they get a surprise, it's a nice surprise. Well, the important thing is when you apply for life insurance, especially if it's a larger amount, you have to go through what's called underwriting. How much do you weigh? What medicines do you take? You know, you're taking a lot of stress medicines, which indicate maybe you're not going to have a longer life expectancy. I want to run through this list really quickly of best life insurance companies of 2023. This is not our opinion, but it's kind of interesting. A number of these are companies that we do business with. Best overall company nationwide, we do business with them. Best convertible term life insurance, Mass Mutual. Uh, best life insurance company with living benefits, Mutual of Omaha. Best life insurance for military members might be USAA and so forth. There's one that interested me Maybe it's not a, a different list. There was one that was best life insurance company for people who use marijuana. I guess that's on a different list someplace. So if you're interested in that, we'll dig that up for you. Well, just as an example, I'm going to give you just my own personal uh, life insurance details. I have a million-dollar policy. It's a 20-year term policy. I believe mine is about $1,200 a year. That's peanuts for a large million-dollar 20-year term policy. Mm-hmm. My wife has the same. I think she's paying, you know, 950 or something. It's just it's under a thousand. 700 something. Yeah. So, if you're relatively healthy and and younger, you can get a term policy for a large amount for very little money annually when you think about it. So uh, I'm going to ask Ronnie a quick question too. What was the best policy or the best company for somebody who's a marijuana user? That would be AIG. Okay. <laughs> and we've done business with them before too. So let's talk about how to get life insurance for the first time. Best tips. Uh, I'm not sure if you have this information, but number one, don't lie on an application. Number two, come visit us. Number three, look at your current financial statements. I had a friend who asked me to get life insurance for her and she told me that she had quit smoking at least five years ago and they did a blood test and found nicotine in their system. That's called the BS test. Yep. So, you know, don't lie. Um, they can find out. They can do a blood test and see if you have nicotine in your, bl- in your blood. If you are a tobacco user, marijuana user, tell them that. They're going to find it out anyway. If you're looking for a smaller policy, like a funeral burial policy, you may not have to go through really any major underwriting at all. You might just have to answer a couple of simple questions. If you do have any necessary tests done, usually it's just somebody coming to your home or to your office or really wherever you want. We've had clients have their exams in our own office and all they have is a blood pressure taken and blood work and that's it. Yeah, sometimes a nurse will come in. I've actually laid on top of a conference table before and had them take my blood pressure in the office. You didn't know that, did you, Ronnie? I did not. (laughs) (laughs) I said, do not disturb. So what's the next tip you need to know? You want to choose a life insurance policy type that's right for you. Yep, so maybe if it's term insurance, because it's the cheapest that you can afford right now, maybe you do that. But if you're planning to build for retirement, maybe you do that. So you need to know what rate they're going to charge. You need to compare companies. Don't just pick one company. We can do quotations and, and get quotes from multiple different companies. We'll show the ratings of the different companies, how they're rated. And we do a lot of work with all the top-rated companies. Don't focus just on premium. Let us help you. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. And we'll be happy to take you through the process. But do something. 
So, Pete, do you have any closing quotations that you want to use today? No, you didn't prepare me for that, but thank you for just throwing that out there. <laughs> well, I'll give you a quotation from George Burns. Or actually, Ronnie, you can read this quotation from George Burns right there. Not the other one. The other one's dirty. I look to the future because that's where I'm going to spend the rest of my life. That was George Burns. I like that one. So I won't use his dirty quotations. But anyway, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for being with us. Insurance is a fun. It's important. It's for your family. Insurance is not so much for you unless you're using it for saving money. It's for taking care of somebody else and paying off debts. And so think of protecting your family and give us a call. Remember that not everybody can be an expert at everything. And thank you so much for listening, Ronnie. Thank you for being with us on your first ever radio show. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Pete. Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This is Money Wise Radio. USA Wealth Group Incorporated is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management LLC, AEWM, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through the insurance business, USA Wealth Group Incorporated. USA Wealth Group Incorporated is also an investment advisory practice that offers products and services through AE Wealth Management LLC, AEWM, a registered investment advisor. AEWM does not offer insurance products. The insurance products offered by USA Wealth Group Incorporated are not subject to investment advisor requirements. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. USA Wealth Group Incorporated is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by USA Wealth Group Incorporated. This radio show is a paid placement.